0: Here are the top three items on the bold alpha board for Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Number one, more evidence, fewer Fauci should be tried for crimes against humanity. Number two, the Libstream media and the medical industrial complex now touting the expensive new Pfizer supposed miracle drug for Wuhan virus treatment. And number three, Hypocrite libs, socialists, and Wuhan fear-mongers flock to Florida for vacation. How convenient. This is Bold Alpha. (music) Greetings and salutations. It is your global five-star general, alpha male-in-chief, Alpha Dave. Slash cigar Dave, carrying both of my two known identities front and center into the new year. Happy New Year. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season as we get back into the swing of things here for a brand new year. Bold Alpha is presented by Davidoff of Geneva, introducing the new Avo Caribe. Experience the journey of flavor created by a synchronized blend of cigar tobaccos from the Caribbean accentuated with a touch from Central America. Head to the land where palm trees sway to the breeze of the sea with the new Avo Caribe. available at DavidoffGeneva.com and by Gurkha. The world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Trenta, commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence. The Gurkha Trenta is everything you'd expect from a Gurkha. Exquisite construction. Exquisite flavor. Exquisite pleasure. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. Number one, more evidence Fuhrer Fauci should be tried for crimes against humanity. Over the holiday break, I had ample opportunity to... Do some research and delve into Phony Fauci. Look at his statements for the last couple of years and then go back and take a look at how he has handled other various health crises, specifically the AIDS crisis that took place back in the 80s. Now very interesting is that Dr. Anthony Phony Fauci has been a government bureaucrat since 1968 and head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the NIAID, since 1984. He oversees a budget of over $6 billion, and he doles out billions every year in research grants. Do you think, for one millisecond, that any researcher, any physician, who is awarded grant money from the NIAID, controlled by phony Fauci, Fuhrer Fauci, do you think for a millisecond they are going to object to anything, Fauci says? Fauci could say something totally ridiculous, something that is known in the annals of medical medical journals to be totally fabricated and false. Not one of his grant recipients will come forward. They are in fear of phony Fauci. Fauci, now 81, been there way too long. So he's been a bureaucrat since 1968. When was the last time you saw? An, he probably saw an actual patient, do you think? I'll tell you. Probably back in the mid-60s when he was in medical school. And here's another little nugget. Phony Fauci, the Fuhrer, is married to Christine Grady, who also is an employee of the National Institutes of Health. She is the director of the Department of Bioethics at the NIH, and she heads the NIH section on human subjects research. Before any trial that the NIH sponsors, any vaccine trial, any drug trial, any involvement of the NIH, including Phony Fauci, in any area of research must go through her to decide if the research is being conducted in an ethical manner. Now I wonder when phony Fauci, the Fuhrer, Fuhrer Fauci, I wonder when he decided to spend millions of American taxpayer dollars on very dangerous gain of function research at the Wuhan lab in China if she was on board with that. Now how convenient. They're married. She oversees the Department of Bioethics in charge of deciding when whether or not any research experiment, any research with drugs, vaccines, whether it meets the NIH's ethical standard. And then we have Fuhrer Fauci, who oversees all these research grants, infectious disease. He's the guy who has been supposedly leading the attack on the Wuhan virus. And as we know, He's failed at every turn for over two years. So how interesting that the conflict of interest within the NIH has remained very, very quiet. Haven't heard anything. Notice how she never changed her name to Christine Fauci for a very important reason. Now, Fauci's wife earned a PhD in philosophy and bioethics from Georgetown University. But she is not a medical doctor. And like Fuhrer-Fauci, holds no advanced degrees in biochemistry or molecular biology. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. In 1995, Mrs. Grady-Fauci authored a book entitled The Search for an AIDS Vaccine, Ethical Issues in the Development and Testing of a Preventative AIDS Vaccine. Does it sound familiar we're talking about vaccines to solve everything? Now, look, if we could have had an effective AIDS vaccine, that would be wonderful. But here we are, what, 40 years, 30-some-odd years later, and I don't believe there is a successful AIDS vaccine despite multiple attempts. But on the book cover, it says, Grady explores the current wisdom governing research with human subjects and clinical trials that are already ongoing. And those would be clinical trials of drugs. Now, let's go to phony Fauci. And again, I'm going to show you how, again, more evidence that phony Fauci should be tried for crimes against humanity. I've said it with the Wuhan virus going going on the last two years. He has known that chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine were effective antivirals. He's known that in his own journal within the NIH that they produce called Virology Journal back in August of 2003. They already had a research paper showing that chloroquine was effective against SARS-CoV-1. And remember, SARS-CoV-2, the Wuhan virus, about 94% similar to the SARS-CoV-1 virus. Yet he ignored that. And at every stage he's fought ivermectin, he's fought hydroxychloroquine, he's fought zinc, he's fought known other inexpensive and generic medications that physicians across the world and indeed across the United States were using to effectively treat the Wuhan virus. I'm talking about the Alpha variant, the more dangerous Delta variant. And yet He always dismissed any of those treatments. But not one time did he ever come out and say, I disagree with those treatments, but here's what we're finding that are effective. Not once did he come out and provide a treatment protocol. Not once did the FDA come out and provide a treatment protocol. Not once did the CDC... But yet a million-plus doctors keep saying, oh, we can't use ivermectin. We can't use hydroxychloroquine. Those are dangerous. Oh, the FDA and CDC don't recommend that. That's not true. The FDA and the CDC have no position one way or the other. I researched that also. They're not in favor, and they're not in disfavor using hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. But there has been a noted, we all know this, there has been an absolute war, a campaign against ivermectin. It's a horse medication. It's for animals. It can kill you. It's been around for 40-plus years. Extremely low side effects. Hardly any. The drug has been repositioned. It really is a miracle drug. I did some research during the holiday season about the discovery of ivermectin. Very interesting. It was discovered in the soil near a golf course in Japan by a Japanese researcher who was looking for various compounds that could be found within the soil for medical purposes. And what they found was it's an, uh, the, the, A bacteria that they found is an Avermectin, and then ultimately is refined to become known as Ivermectin. Over 4 billion doses have been prescribed around the world, a penny to make, inexpensive, generically available. It totally revolutionized. It changed medicine in Africa. In Africa, there was a rampant disease, a, a parasite in the water, and actually, correction, not only in the water, but also that are carried by various flies. If they bite a human, it infects them with a parasite, a parasite that causes river blindness. Half the men in many countries in Africa were affected, blind. It has revolutionized. It has changed everything. It is one of the World Health Organization's 100 most advanced drugs, most used drugs, most pivotal drugs. In fact, millions of Africans in 23 out of the, uh, what, 40-some-odd countries in Africa take ivermectin twice a week as a prophylactic. River blindness is virtually gone, but yet it's demonized. But what are the other properties of ivermectin? Well, it's a protease inhibitor, so it doesn't allow... RNA pro, uh, proteins to, to replicate, and it's an anti-inflammatory. That's why it's been so effective against the Wuhan virus. But at every step, Fuhrer-Fauci has derided ivermectin. There's no evidence, he says. We don't have proof. There's no, we need a triple-blind, b- quadruple-placebo study. There's 71, and I'm looking right now at the report on my computer. There are 73 various reports, studies, showing the effectiveness of ivermectin against the Wuhan virus. And that's not the only thing you use. You need a cocktail, you need zinc, you need hydroxychloroquine, you need vitamin D, vitamin C3, vitamin D uh, is is great for the immune system. Vitamin C is a known anti-inflammatory. What were the alpha and delta variants of the Wuhan virus? Primarily, Inflammatory diseases, but Fauci never once said maybe we should look at it. Went all in on vaccines. Now Fauci's remedy against the AIDS virus way back was AZT, azidothymidine, marketed under the names Zidovudine or Retrovir. The drug has known toxic side effects. But in the summer of 1989, and this is why I say Fauci should be tried for crimes against humanity, not only for what he has done responsible for killing over half a million Americans when it could have been prevented. We have the highest death rate from the Wuhan virus in the United States and yet we're amongst the most advanced medical systems in the world. Why is that? Why is it that India with four times the number of people, 1.4 billion people, has virtually a zero Wuhan virus rate, even with Omicron. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you that a little bit later. But phony Fauci, the Fuhrer, Fuhrer Fauci, decided he was going to use AZT. In the summer of 1989, Fauci announced clinical trials using AZT on pregnant mothers with HIV. It is a known drug that interfered with growth Uh, that could only lead to physical deformities in babies developing in the womb. That was known by the medical community. Didn't care. And apparently Mrs. Grady-Fauci didn't care either. She was optimistic about those trials. In fact, she could have said, those are dangerous to women, especially to babies in the womb. She didn't stop it. She said, go ahead. No problem. In 1992, Fuhrer Fauci's, yes. under Fuhrer Fauci, the NIAID, under his watch and approval, provided funding for the Incarnation Children's Center in New York City as an outpatient clinic for HIV-positive children. The city's Administration for Children's Services offered up children under its care, nearly all of them black children for secretive drug experimentation. In 2004, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, produced a documentary entitled Guinea Pig Kids and demonstrated that drugs forced on the children included AZT and two other drugs, dangerous drugs. At the time, the children all of them black children, died after receiving the experimental drug. And the documentary the BBC produced was derided by the medical community. Medical establishment attacked it. Not true, same thing we're hearing today. What are we hearing today with the Wuhan virus? Oh, if you don't take the vaccine, you're an anti-vaxxer, you're killing people. And that physicians who prescribe ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, other treatment protocols, they're dangerous, they're playing with people's lives. So the medical industrial establishment attacked the documentary, but in 2009, the New York Times report confirmed That children were enrolled, the children that died were enrolled without proper consent. Many were subjected to medical trials not reviewed by an advisory panel. Let me give you a phrase that all of you should be very familiar with the Tuskegee experiments or the Tuskegee syphilis study, whereby the United States federal government purposely injected black armed forces members with syphilis. They were not told anything. They were just given to them and many of them died and it became in later years an absolute horrific travesty. A black, a correction, a dark spot, a blemish on the United States government. Nobody would ever advocate that today. And the mere fact that there were evil people, physicians that advocated it back then, is almost impossible to believe. Yet we have Fuhrer Fauci, who did the same thing with 80 black children that were not told, that were not offered background on what was being done. There was no consent. He used them as guinea pigs. And yet, where was Mrs. Fauci? Again, she's in charge of bioethics. Apparently, she had no problem with it whatsoever. And apparently, Mrs. Fauci and Fuhrer Fauci had no problem with the extremely highly dangerous gain-of-function research that was done originally in the United States and was outlawed by the Obama administration. So what did Fauci do? Fuhrer Fauci offshored it to China, to our enemy, to a country that uses bioweapons and is developing bioweapons as a tool against countries around the world for warfare. It is almost, it's almost impossible to believe that Fauci's wife, Christine Grady-Fauci, is in charge of identifying, researching, writing about ethical issues around not only drugs, experimental drugs, but the Wuhan virus vaccines. And now we're finding out that these vaccines, well remember, they are experimental. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, I believe in vaccines, but I think research should always be done. Sergeant Steve, let me ask you a question. You had two boys. Do you know the first vaccine that babies are given Second, they come out of the mother's womb? There's so many of them. I'm trying to remember the first one, but, I mean, usually MMR is there, polio. Uh, does hepatitis B ring That's, a bell? Yes, it does, yes. Now you mentioned right. it, yes. Now, do you remember if the hospital gave you the choice of whether or not you wanted to give that vaccine at the time? I don't recall if it was a choice, but. yeah, They were supposed to, to do that. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure they did, I mean. Now, you know, you ask yourself, wait a minute, hepatitis B, the two primary methods of contracting hepatitis B, sexual contact and via intravenous drug use with needles. Now, Sergeant Steve, do you think any, both of your boys, when they just came out of the womb, would have an issue with intravenous drug use with needles or with any sexual transmitted diseases at that age? No. No. There's a reason. There's a backstory on that. The NIH had asked Merck to actually really urge Merck to create a hepatitis back vaccine, and they did. And by all accounts, it was successful. However, one minor problem. The number of Americans getting the vaccine, the hepatitis vaccine, taking the hepatitis vaccine was far below the NIH, FDA expectations, far below Merck's expectations. So they had all this money invested in a hepatitis B vaccine, uh, vaccination and they were getting no return on investment. So what did the FDA and NIH, what did they come up with? They came up with a strategy where every single baby – The day they're born, the first vaccine they would get is the hepatitis B vaccination. And then they get a secondary vaccination, a secondary hepatitis B, I think at three or four months. Now, there are many people that have said, why do we need to be vaccinating kids, babies, not kids, babies? I understand if you say, hey, maybe when they're 10, 12, maybe we look at vaccinating them then. Well, there are two things that are very important to remember. One, follow the money. Merck couldn't follow the money because there was no money coming in. So the FDA helped them follow the money by saying, we're going to recommend this vaccination. Now, when I grew up, we didn't get a hepatitis B vaccine the day we came out of our mother's vaginal canal. Didn't happen. Yet today, every kid is getting it. Now, I have a friend of uh, some good friends, and I said, were you informed and they said, yes, and we declined it. And of course, the pediatrician said, an absolute, well, why are you doing that? You should give it to him. And they said, no, we're declining it. So just questions that should be asked. Always question. It is your duty as an American citizen to question the government, to question anything. I question everything. Somebody says, I remember one time I was going in for a procedure for um, uh, for a tooth and the 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 oral surgeon was about to give me something. I said, stop. What is that? And he said, oh, this is a combination of so-and-so-and-so-and-so, an anesthetic, anesthetic and also a um, uh, it, it prevents excessive bleeding. And I said, wait a minute. On my chart, you'll note that I don't want that particular vaccination. The, the anesthetic is fine, but I don't want that because that can increase your blood pressure. Sure. Oh, okay, fine. Always ask. Before anything is given to you, anything is stuck into you, always ask. It is your right to inquire, to query, to question. So here we have a a Fuhrer Fauci and his wife that were involved in cruel experiments with black children during the AIDS epidemic, the AIDS crisis, and I understand that the kids uh, were 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 you know had, had were HIV positive. I understand that, but at the same time, all eighty children died using an experimental drug, and we can look at the same thing going on today. We can see Fauci for two years. He has been committing crimes against humanity, crimes against. Americans, by deriding early treatment, by pushing remdesivir, which has a high death rate. Remdesivir has been a huge problem. Physicians will tell you, that will admit it, that when it's used, big problems with kidneys, and it's very toxic. And Fauci never once has promoted early treatment, never once said we should really look at ways we can keep people out of the hospital. He didn't want to do that. He wanted Americans to go into the hospital. He wanted the Wuhan virus pandemic to to explode. Why would you say? Well, number one, I think he is addicted to power. He is addicted to fame. There is absolutely no question that when someone says, I am science, There are some serious psychological issues going on. I don't know anybody, any scientist that I've ever met, a researcher, that would say, I am science. If you disagree with me, you are disagreeing with science. All I know is that researchers I've met that I've spoken to have always said, look, we're trying something. We don't know if it works. We're, we're, we, we use science, we, we follow the science. It may work, it may not work, but I've never heard one researcher on television or people that I've spoken to in the medical community that have said, I'm a researcher and I am science. Yet Fauci when on one of the TV uh, cable networks, said, well, if you disagree with me, you're disagreeing with science. Talk about someone, with a megalomaniac. So he has refused to encourage early treatment. He has refused, refused to acknowledge that there are available therapeutics that have worked along the way. He has refused to sit down with physicians who have treated patients early on, after contracting the Wuhan virus i'm talking about 3 days 4 days 5 days remember you want to treat the virus at least the delta and alpha variants the omicron is different the omicron i've talked i've got multiple friends that have all contracted it one friend had a dinner party the week before weekend before christmas a dozen people over nine of them contracted the omicron virus from one person spreads very quickly and when i said Well, how did you know you had it? She said, well, a friend said she tested positive. So she went, got tested, and she indeed was positive. And she said, I was asymptomatic. But then about a day, a day and a half later, it hit me. Stuffed nose, congestion, achy. She had no sore throat, nothing in the lungs. It primarily stays in the upper respiratory region, the Omicron. It stays in the bronchus and above it really is nature's vaccine. It is essentially a live attenuated vaccine, whereby it is a live vaccine, but it is just muted so much that it gives you enough enough antibodies, enough natural immunity, but not enough that it's going to really cause serious problems. She said that she had more, when she first took the second dose of the Moderna vaccine, she had more side effects and felt worse than when she had the Omicron. And the good news is now that she had Omicron, she is immune to all the other strains. If you had Alpha or Delta variants, you are not immune to Omicron. But if you get Omicron, you are immune to Alpha and Delta. The spike proteins have changed dramatically. And anybody that says, oh, get get a booster, get a fourth vaccine, get an eighth vaccine, The Wuhan virus, Pfizer, Moderna vaccines, J&J, they're obsolete. They were created to attack or uh, mimic a certain spike protein on the original variants. The Omicron has a totally different, it has morphed, it has has, uh, 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 changed so that it's got a totally different spike protein, and it has changed... Mutated into a much less virulent form," she said. "I had it for a day. I took Advil. That was it. And by the next and and uh, Afrin nose spray. By the next day, it was gone. That's it. Those aren't the patients we're seeing in hospitals with Omicron Delta. Yes. And why are we seeing patients in hospitals? Because most physicians. There are what over a million physicians in the country. Maybe there's several thousand. That are treating with early therapeutics. I can tell you, I've got multiple friends here in the cigar city of Tampa that called me, that contracted the Delta variant of the Wuhan virus back when it was raging in the uh, in in maybe summer, early summer, early fall, and said that. They talked to their physicians. All three of their physicians said, we don't treat it. Don't even come in. If it gets bad, you just go to the emergency room. I'm sorry. That is blatant malpractice. The medical profession has failed the American patient. They have failed Americans. While the rest of the world is conducting advanced treatment, the United States is lagging. Let's take a look at India. India has four times the population of the United States. Over four. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, they have 1.5 billion people. The United States has, what, 330 million people, somewhere along those lines. So they have over four times. Yet their Wuhan virus rate has flatlined. It's virtually nil. Their death rate's virtually nil. While we're exploding, even with the Omicron, India's got nothing. Why do you think that is? Because in mid-May of 2021, when the virus was raging, a decision was made by the medical community and the Indian government that we can't sit back. When they had a peak of 450,000 450, cases mid-May, they said, we're gonna tr- start a treatment protocol. Ivermectin, zinc, and doxicillin. Ivermectin, a protease inhibitor, it is also a known anti-inflammatory. Zinc is an antiviral, and doxicillin, same as azithromycin. it is essentially a flak jacket around your lungs to prevent any bacterial infections. What do you know? They went from mid-May, within two weeks, crashed from 450,000 to virtually nothing. And every Indian family gets a dose pack of this so that at the first signs, you take it. You get tested, you take it. They virtually eliminated that. And the cost is minimal. Maybe a buck. Yet, hospitals in the United States receive a 20% premium in the event that a diagnosis, somebody comes in and tests positive with the Wuhan virus. If you can, you need to you need to uh, get a cast or you need surgery with a pin, and they test you, even though you may have no symptoms, the hospital gets a 20% kicker. The hospital, remember, hospitals are a business. They love the business of making more money, getting more reimbursement from the government. You want to know how early treatment would be established in this country very quickly? By ta- taking away the 20% Wuhan virus kicker. You say, We don't care if they come in with Wuhan virus, we don't care what they come in with. You're not getting a 20% bonus. Watch how quickly the hospitals would empty out. And then you'd have hospitals saying, no, we don't want them here. What we want are early treatment. That's what we want. We want to concentrate on orthopedic heart surgery where we make more money, more reimbursement. We don't want the Wuhan virus. Mark my words, that would absolutely happen. No ifs, ands, or buts. So when I say that there is more evidence that phony Fauci, fewer Fauci, should be tried for crimes against humanity, I've just presented it. What he's done with AIDS, drugs, killing children, what he's done with the Wuhan virus by preventing effective, known, successful, effective, inexpensive therapeutics to be doled out, where now patients have to sue. They have to go to court to get a hospital or a physician to prescribe it, even under dire circumstances. It is criminal what has gone on in this country with this Wuhan virus. For those of you that have not had the chance, you should listen to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Dr. Robert Malone, the man who invented the mRNA platform that these vaccines are based upon, was on for three hours. It was dropped last week. YouTube censored it, Twitter deplatformed Dr. Malone. Why? What is the problem with physicians giving various point of view, points of view, yet you can the only, only narrative that is acceptable is vaccine. If you're unvaccinated, you're spreading it, which we know is bullshit, because we know the vaccinated are spreading it too. We know that. That's fact. And then Biden, brainless Biden, comes out and says, this is primarily a disease, an epipandemic of the unvaxxed. Baloney. Bullshit. It is not true. Totally fabricated. Not true. But that has not prevented the spewing of misinformation at every turn and going after physicians who are doing what they were, they swore the Hippocratic Oath to care for their patients, do no harm for their patients. And we hear the phony Fauci, Fuhrer Fauci, and we hear all these these members of the Libstream media, the medical industrial complex, saying what they are prescribing is dangerous. They are are just dangerous, what they are doing. This is against the, the practice of medicine. And by using this, it is not approved, which we know is not true. There are thousands of drugs that are used for off-label use. Hydroxychloroquine is used for multiple uh, items. Aspirin, perfect example, aspirin approved for pain. What is the number one drug that people with cardiovascular disease take? First thing a a cardiologist or physician says, take a baby aspirin every day. It's known to be an anti-clotting drug. It's an off-label use. I've got a bottle of aspirin right here. got it right here. Keep it right in my desk. I've got Advil, Tylenol, aspirin, whatever you need. You come in with a headache, I've got something for you. Now, I'm looking at the bottle here. Low-dose aspirin, 81 milligrams. It is a pain reliever. Okay? Now, nowhere, here's what it says, uses for the temporary relief of minor aches and pains or as recommended by your doctor. Why, why does it say that? Because physicians are legally able to prescribe a drug for an off-label use. What is the off-label use for aspirin? Very simple, anti-clotting for those who are at risk for heart disease or may have had heart disease, or have heart disease, have a heart attack, whatever the case may be. The rampant amount of misinformation, propaganda against physicians that are doing what they were trained to do, what they swore to do, and that is treat and care for their patients. It is criminal what Fuhrer Fauci and the overwhelming majority of physicians and hospitals in this country have practiced by not allowing early treatment of the Wuhan virus. And it is amazing to me the number of very smart physicians, friends that I know, that are clueless, that have no clue, that haven't taken the time to do any research. Take 15 minutes to do research on effective early treatments. They haven't done it. They don't want to do it. Because remember, most people are dumb, blind lemmings, no matter what the profession. Your lawyers, bankers, doctors, broadcasters, you name it. Not alphas. We're smart enough to think for ourselves. We're leaders, not followers. But most people in the world, around the world, they are blind lemmings. They will follow the leader. And if the leader is a Fuhrer Fauci who is leading physicians down a wrong path, a path that is killing their patients, and the physicians don't wise up and say, maybe we ought to reconsider something here, you can see exactly what the problem is. These dumb, blind lemmings, and these are smart physicians. I mean, I can't tell you the number of physicians that I've spoken to who said, you know, talk about hydroxychloroquine, and the first thing they say is, "Oh, that's that's an animal, that's an animal uh, uh, medication." And when I say, "How stupid are you?" Ivermectin? Are you even familiar with ivermectin? It is amazing to me the the mental laziness that we see from every profession, but what we're seeing the last two years from the medical industrial complex. For two years, Fuhrer Fauci has engaged in, has gone all in on vaccines. Now early on, the Trump administration believed they wanted to create a vaccine and protect those that were at high risk, seniors, comorbidities, people that that were immunocompromised. It was never intended to give shots to everyone. And what we're finding now is that many of these vaccines are causing some of these other mutations. But now we're talking, we're telling we want to vaccinate kids five years old and up. Are you kidding? Remember, this is an experimental vaccine. I am not anti-vaxxer. I am not taking a booster because I'm smart enough to do the research. And the research that we're seeing is that these spike proteins remain in the body. We don't know the long-term effects. Remember, this vaccine was created and approved in less than a year we don't know the long-term effects. And now we're seeing soccer stars, 25-year-old, 23-year-old, 30-year-old soccer stars dropping dead in South America and in Europe. Just saw it. Uh, saw one yesterday, an Ecuadorian soccer star, 25 years old, dropped dead of a heart attack. Now you can say, well, that can happen. Sure, it can happen. And we see kids that are playing basketball or football that can drop dead, congenital heart disease, or, or, or something that is undiagnosed, but when we're seeing more and more of it on a regular basis, you got to wonder and say, hmm, maybe we should look at that. A very good friend of mine is a physician. He's saying, he told me, he said, I have seen more women come in that either have not had a period or having a constant period after they've taken the vaccine. Now, these were women that were, had no issues prior. Now everyone will say, well, there's really a very low number. And if you look at the, the, the VERS, which is, I think, the, the vaccine reporting system when there's side effects or deaths, not so easy finding that information. And here's one other little nugget that I didn't realize. I did realize, but, but when I did more information, it really, it really piqued my interest. A number of health organizations have sued under the Freedom of Information Act the FDA to release all the documentation on approval of the vaccines. The FDA responded that they're unable to, it'll take 50 years to release all the documents, the millions of documents. 50 years. Then they came back to the court, revised it, and said, no, it's going to take 75 years. How about saying, great, won't they want to come in and make copies of everything? Or we'll scan the documents if they want to pay for the – no problem. I don't think any uh, organization would say, okay, you're going to scan it. Fine, there's a 2 million documents. It's going to cost us $200,000. They'd pay it, but not available. Why is the FDA hiding? Why? What do they have to hide? Say, okay, you want to see it? Here it is. Why is it? that scientists and researchers who've wanted to break down the molecular composition of the vaccines have been unable to obtain it. Pfizer, Moderna, the government, FDA, NIH, CDC have all said, nope, we are not releasing it. You can only get it put stuck in your arm, but we're not releasing it. Now, if you want to get a flu vaccine, no problem. You can go see what's in there, and it's been done. They're not doing it, why? Again, all these questions that should be asked. Now, there may be nothing nefarious. That's fine, but there may be. But I've made the personal decision I am not going to take the booster. I had a, a reaction. I, mean, I had my blood pressure spike, normal blood pressure, and boom, spiked. And had to be put on a, uh, a medication to bring it down, which I'm finally weaning off of. There was nothing else that changed. It was right after taking the vaccine. And by the way, that is now a known side effect. My point is this. Fuhrer Fauci should be tried for crimes against humanity. We have the highest death rate in the world. We have the highest number of cases now in the world. Fauci is now so backed himself into the vaccine box that even if he came out today and said, you know, I've thought about it. Here we have the vaccine going on for over a year. Maybe we ought to take a look at early treatment. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we ought to look at hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and maybe we ought to look at zinc and maybe we ought to look at at a pepsid and we ought to look at um, melatonin because these are all anti-inflammatory things. He'll never do that because if he does, You'd have the media. You'd have the entire country saying, we've lost a half a million people. Now you're telling us this? Why the hell didn't you tell this a year ago, a year and a half ago? He has backed himself into a corner. That is why he will never change his tune, even though vaccines now are ineffective against Omicron, and they'll probably be ineffective against the next variant, hopefully, that's even milder than Omicron the only way out of it is for brainless biden to bring him into the oval office and say look tony look man come on man you've been lying to us for 2 years man it's over you're fired as my as my father used to say joe you got to get rid of all these idiots that are causing death in the united states we can do it we can get rid of them we can fire them come on man you got to fire them the only way that would happen is if biden fire uh, fires Fuhrer Fauci, at which point someone new could be put in to say, vaccines are not the answer, we need early treatment, and we should have never, never gone after the early treatment protocols. We should have never unilaterally said they're ineffective without doing a little bit of research and bringing in actual clinical physicians that see millions of patients every day. Instead, over half a million American lives were lost, probably 90% of them for no reason, other than Fuhrer Fauci, disregarded, known, available therapeutic treatments. It is an outrage. It is criminal. Crimes against humanity. He should be brought not only to an American court, but a world court, tried, convicted, found guilty, and the appropriate penalties be dispensed. So we have the clear evidence that Fuhrer Fauci should be tried for crimes against humanity and found guilty. Avo Cigars has just launched the newest addition to the Avo Synchro series entitled, the Avo Synchro Caribe. Fourth line in the Avo Synchro series, it is centered around the concept of tobacco synchronization. They incorporate the diversity, complexity, and compatibility of cigar tobaccos from the Caribbean and Central America to create a natural harmony, a Caribbean soul, a very dynamic cigar. It uses natural distribution. What does that mean? The proportions of the cigar tobaccos on any given plant perfectly matched in the blending process. So what you get is a Dominican wrapper you get filler tobaccos from nicaragua a binder from ecuador that are matched absolutely perfectly the taste a lively dynamic harmonious flavor profile of caribbean flavors aromatic spices some complex cocoa a beautiful medium bodied cigar with subtle sweetness resembling tropical fruits The flavors, rhythm, and lifestyle of the tropics are encapsulated in the new Avo Synchro Caribe, available now at your cigar retailer or DavidoffGeneva.com. Number two item on the board today, the bold alpha board, the Libstream Media and the medical industrial community touting the expensive new Pfizer supposed miracle drug for the Wuhan virus treatment. It is called Paxlovid. Now everybody thinks Paxlovid is just one pill. I did, but again, I did my research. Paxlovid is actually two different pills that will be taken. It is uh, ritonavir and nirmatrelvir. Let me pronounce this correctly: nirmatrelvir. A lot of virs in there for virus. Now, this brand-new supposed miracle drug that we're hearing that just after less than eight months of trials, in fact, they combined the phase two and phase three trial, combined them, or normally do a phase two trial and phase three, nope, they combined them, and I think they had maybe 2,000 patients. This is without question one-half of the component of Paxlovid is experimental. But that didn't stop the United States government, our government, from ordering another 10 million doses, 10 million courses of Paxlovid. The first will be delivered in June, and then another 10 million coming in September. Now by then, here's the reality. The Alpha and Delta variants will be long gone. Omicron may still be here, or another variant, which basically this won't work on because it's so mild, the Omicron variant. And the White House previously said that 265,000 courses of the treatment would be available in January. And Pfizer officials pointed to a complex manufacturing process, which is the cause of the delay in getting any doses sooner. Now, Pfizer did not provide a price for the $10 million. How convenient. However, the US government paid 5.3 billion dollars for the original 10 million. So if you extrapolate that and say okay, great, they probably paid the same 10.6 billion dollars that we're paying. Now here's the little secret nugget here. They're touting this, that this is a protease inhibitor. That this is a revolutionary drug that it shows an 80 or 90% reduction in hospitalizations in patients. But you have to give it in the first five or six days. Same thing with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. So they're touting this. Now, ritonavir, the first of the two drugs, has been around since 1996. It is a antiretroviral therapy that has been primarily used to treat HIV and AIDS. Now, there are some serious side effects can be problems with arrhythmias, pancreatitis, allergic reactions, liver problems. So that's been around. By the way, that is now a generic. That is generic. That's available cheap. The other half, which Pfizer concocted and has just received experimental use authorization, is nirmatrelvir, which is also an antiviral medication and a protease inhibitor. But here are some interesting little nuggets. Again, there are plenty of side effects. And many of the side effects, we don't know the long-term effects of this drug. It's just been released. Some of the drugs that can't be used with, if you take a statin, you take Crestor, you take Lipitor for cholesterol, you can't take this. If you take various blood pressure medications, such as amplotamine. Not recommended. There's a whole bunch of adverse effects and drug interactions. And yet, we do not know the long-term effect. And the cost. $755 per treatment. You take 15 pills over five days. I believe. 15 or 30 pills. Somewhere along that, that line. So here's my question for you. We follow the money. What does ivermectin do? Ivermectin does the exact same thing, but better, cheaper, with almost no side effects, and a 45-year record of efficacy and safety. But yet, what do we hear? We hear a fewer Fauci, oh, this is going to be great. We've got Merck has a new drug, and Pfizer. this is going to be game-changing. We hear the Libstream media that does no research in it. They don't know the difference between Pavlov's dog and uh, Paxlovid. They have no clue, but they regurgitate the bullshit lines and press releases that are told to them. This is revolutionary. This is great. This is going to change everything. No, it's not. We still don't know the side effects. The drug hasn't even been technically released, not even available yet. We don't know any of the long-term effects. So we've got an HIV drug that is an antiretroviral, and now we've got a protease inhibitor. And yet we have, in ivermectin, a protease inhibitor and an anti-inflammatory that runs about a penny per pill with a 45-year record of safety and efficacy and virtually no side effects. With billions and billions and, as Carl Sagan, the astronomer, billions and billions of Bernard Sanders would say, billions and billions and billions of people served ivermectin. It's like McDonald's, but billions and billions served. But yet, everybody's running and saying, oh, miracle drug. This is going to be great. Game changer. We all know the truth. Follow the money. Pfizer's new drug, remember, one of them is a generic, should cost pennies. The other, they're essentially charging for a one-week treatment $755, and we don't know the long-term effects, and it's got all sorts of drug interactions. Yet right in front of us, for the last two years, when the Wuhan virus pandemic kicked in, we've had ivermectin staring us right in the eye. And all the countries around the world that have used it successfully have virtually no cases of any spikes of the Wuhan virus, Delta variant or the new Omicron variant. Again, do the math. Follow the money. Pfizer Mectin for $755. Whereas Ivermectin, a penny a pill. So on a on a week basis, if you need 10 pills, great, 10 cents. Let's round it up. Let's be generous. Let's say it's two bucks. Big difference between two bucks and 755 bucks. Big pharma. Follow the money. Pfizer is in it for one reason: charge big money. They want vaccinations to go on in perpetuity. They want the Wuhan virus pandemic to continue every year. Best thing that ever happened to big pharma, to Merck and Pfizer, and and certainly to Moderna, because both Moderna was a twenty-dollar stock before they started uh, getting uh, before they got the experimental use authorizations for their Wuhan virus vaccine. And now it's trading at, what, 350, 340, 370, whatever it is. Bottom line, always follow the money. Amazing. We always go back to the cheap generic ivermectin. It truly is a miracle drug, especially for the price. And yet, phony Fauci touting Pfizer's new Paxlovid. And Merck's drug, by the way, has a 30% efficacy at $700 for a, a one-week treatment. You're going you're to prescribe a drug from Merck that has a 30% of efficacy rate? All the studies I'm looking at, the 73 for ivermectin, just ivermectin alone has about a 71% efficacy rate. Now, when you combine that with hydroxychloroquine, with zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C3, It shoots right up, boom. Shoots up, huge efficacy rate. Cocktail of drugs around ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc. Follow the money. It always amazes me. Follow the money. It always is about the dollar when it comes to big pharma. Never about our safety. Gurkha is known for creating the world's finest cigars. And to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Gurkha brand being launched in the United States, the blenders at Gurkha created the Gurkha Trenta, celebrating and commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence. The Gurkha Trenta, everything you would expect from a Gurkha, exquisite construction, Exquisite flavor, exquisite pleasure. A nice medium, medium full bodied cigar featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. A Nicaraguan Corojo 99 binder and the filler, Nicaraguan Corojo 99, Nicaraguan Criollo 98, created by the great blenders and growers at Aganorsa Farms in Nicaragua. And what you get is a signature cigar that has unique flavors, perfect spice, perfect amount of complexity on the palate. A cigar worthy of Gurkha's 30 years being available in the United States. Try the Gurkha Trenta today. You will enjoy the experience, and the overall characteristic that goes into blending this magnificent cigar. A beautiful Nicaraguan pearl worthy of being called Gurkha Trenta. Final item on the bold alpha board for today, the hypocrite hypocrite libs, the socialists, the Wuhan fearmongers. Amazingly, for their holiday vacation, they flocked to Florida. How convenient. I didn't see any of the socialist libs or the hypocrite uh, libs or the Wuhan fear mongers. I didn't see them going to New York. I didn't see them going to Illinois. I didn't see them going to the People's Republic of California. (laughs) Amazingly, they came where? They came to the freedom states, the states that have ridded themselves of mask mandates, that do not have vaccine mandates, that opened the economy up well over a year and a half ago that have governors that said, we are not going to shut down the economy. Amazing the number of people that flocked to Florida. Now these are the same people that would criticize Governor DeSantis. These are the same people that criticized the state and for the people of Florida and the governor and and government officials for not taking the Wuhan virus seriously. While in New York, and in California, and Illinois, and look at Ontario, they're locking things down. Businesses were destroyed. Schools were closed. Kids have huge emotional issues right now. Learning was essentially destroyed for a one year plus period in those liberal blue states. Now think about it. Businesses closed, ridiculous mandates, wearing masks. And what has it done? Not a damn thing. New York has a huge rate exploding rate, much of it because Omicron, but there's still the Delta variant around. Whereas in Florida, yes, we've had an increase, but far less than New York State. Even if you look at just New York City, I think the New York City numbers are larger than all of Florida. And yet, they have all these mandates. You wanna go to a restaurant and eat? You have to show that you're vaccinated. You have to wear a mask. You have to stay 100 feet away. They have destroyed the economy it is all about control. They know if they can control you with the Wuhan virus, man, it opens up the door to everything. And if you don't think that the liberals, the Democrats, the socialists, don't want the Wuhan virus pandemic to continue, they sure do. But one little problem. They want it to continue so that they can enact permanent vote-by-mail in many of these Blue states. Yet they want it to go away before the midterms, so they still have a chance at victory. Too late. That train has left the station. That dog dog has already hunted. And Governor Kathy Hochul, who is uh, uh, became the interim governor until I think next fall, the election when when. Uh, uh, Cuomo stepped out. Cuomo resigned. He was going to get impeached when Kim Jong Cuomo left. She was always a moderate from Buffalo originally. Now all of a sudden has gone ultra-left. But interesting, this week in one of her press conferences, they were always reporting the number of cases in the hospital. No, admissions are through the roof, an ICU, this and that. Now she came out and said, now I, I really think we ought to take a look at the difference between those patients that were admitted because of the Wuhan virus or that just have the Wuhan virus. For example, if somebody is admitted to the hospital for appendicitis but tests positive, they are counted as a Wuhan virus case, even though... They may be asymptomatic and came in for a totally different reason. Now they want to change and massage the numbers. When it suits them, now they want to change it. Everything that Republicans and the red state governors have been saying, now all of a sudden, the blue state governors have found religion. Now all of a sudden, they're like, yes, now we should do this. Now we should separate. Because it's not right to just say that people that are admitted, even if they test positive, are there for the Wuhan virus. I mean, if somebody comes in, let's say somebody is shot. They have a gunshot wound. They need surgery. They test positive. According to the CDC, and here's another little nugget that I found out, for up to 90 days, if somebody dies, let's say somebody tests on January 1st, they test positive for the Wuhan virus. They recover. They're fine. But on March 31st, they are killed by walking in front of a bus on purpose. That death, the CDC wants the death, the the on the death certificate to state the Wuhan virus. Cause of death, COVID, Wuhan virus. Even though they could have walked in front of a bus on purpose. And the CDC has said, well, yes, that's how we want it categorized. Well, now they're getting backlash for it. Because now people are saying, wait a minute, let's take a look. Maybe we didn't have all these deaths. Maybe a lot of this was exaggerated. But now that the midterms are coming up, we are in the midterm election year, now all of a sudden the Dems are starting to look and say, okay, we want two things. We want to create permanent voting by mail, which is permanent fraud. And then we want this to go away just before the election so we can claim victory and we'll get reelected. Not so fast, my friends. Not going to happen. And then we take a look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. Miss going after Governor Ron DeSantis saying not having mandates for vaccines and not having vaccination passports and not wearing masks. It's dangerous. And you need to enact what we've done here in New York State for the safety of people. I mean, you name it, she would tweet going after Florida, going after Texas, going after every red state governor. And yet, while New York State is in the midst of a huge rise in the number of cases of the Wuhan virus, was. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in New York to help out her constituents? Was she in New York State to make sure that whatever treatments, whatever she could do as a member of Congress, she could help for her district? Oh, no! She was down in warm, sunny Miami Beach, Florida, enjoying martinis, enjoying sushi outside with her boyfriend, not wearing masks, not having to provide a vaccine passport to eat. She was at several public gatherings where everybody was close together not wearing a mask. So Miss, we ought to, we have to contain this virus. And the governor of Florida is killing people. Miss Representative AOC, Miss Wuhan virus, hysteric and fearmonger is enjoying the freedom of the sunshine state life is good down in florida clearly between the weather no mask mandates and being able to enjoy your lunch your dinner without undue elements of your freedom being taken away so her winter getaway Great, great time down in Miami Beach. While New York City has a strict mask mandate, vaccine requirements for businesses. And it was very interesting because the Ron DeSantis team took to Twitter to say to AOC, welcome to Florida. We hope you're enjoying a taste of freedom here in the Sunshine State. Thanks to at Ron DeSantis, Florida's leadership. The... Press Secretary for Governor DeSantis said Florida is so dangerous and scary that AOC decided to go on vacation in Miami this week. You know it's a free state when even a Democrat can enjoy cocktails without being forced to show her papers or wear a mask. The Lieutenant Governor, Jeanette Nunez, said AOC's New York state of mind clearly doesn't mind being in the free state of Florida. Mask free, of course. And it goes on and on. Now, this is another interesting little nugget I found. I was reading as a Buffalo Bills fan, and being from Buffalo originally. I still read buffalonews.com. I read for the Bills. I read what's going on. There is a TV and radio columnist by the name of Alan Pergament. Now, he's been a TV radio columnist for many, many years. I'd say at least, I got to believe. I mean, I remember when I was in college, He was, uh, 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 I think, the columnist in the Buffalo News. So let's say I graduate in 86. Yeah, I mean, at least 30, let's just say conservatively 25, 30 years, probably longer. And there was a short period where I think they had some layoffs. He decided to try to go out on his own. He failed miserably, because most newspaper reporters aren't entrepreneurs. They can't figure it out. They're great at being ink-stained wretches. But they're not ink-stained businessmen or entrepreneurs. So he was critiquing. He normally, after every Buffalo Bills game, he does a critique of the announce crew. Well, once a year, he normally does a critique of the radio announce crew. And this last week, apparently, he was vacationing in, where else, Florida. Again, Alan Pergament is a known liberal, total Democrat. I, I should say that I knew his former father-in-law very, very well. Actually, he's a well-known attorney and did uh, work for me. Very nice gentleman, very sharp gentleman. Lived across the street from where I grew up, actually. So uh, with all, I, I'm, I'm in, in, to make sure that I am totally out front, to make sure that there is no conflicts of interest here, I am clearly stating, that uh, I did business with his former father-in-law. I believe that he divorced uh, his his wife, I believe. I'm not sure. I'm almost positive. Uh, Now his ex-wife, so it would be his ex-father-in-law, who's now deceased. But he is a known damn known liberal, and yet he vacations in Florida. And so when he was doing his critique, he said, well, I decided it would be a good week to do the radio critique because... Even though the game was not shown in Florida, I was not going to go to a sports bar with crowded, you know, tons of people crowded in a sports bar in a state that doesn't take the virus seriously. Now, talk about chutzpah. Talk about unmitigated gall. This clown vacations in Florida. Now, before he got on that airplane from Buffalo, or whether he drove in his car, took a train, a bus, hitchhiked, however he got to Florida, I assure you he knew that Florida, number one, had a Republican governor. Number two, all the businesses in Florida have been open for well over a year and a half with no restrictions. That there are no mask mandates. There are no vaccine requirements and vaccine passports required to eat, dine, enter a business, stay at a hotel. I assure you, Alan Pergamon, ink-stained wretch, TV critic for the Buffalo News, knew that before he ventured the 900, and and I don't know where he went in Florida, but let's just say somewhere between 900 and uh, 1,150 miles south of Buffalo. Guaranteed he knew that. But I find it so amazingly hypocritical that all these libs and dems and socialists who absolutely despise Republicans and despise Governor DeSantis and despise Governor Abbott of Texas and the governor of Tennessee and any other red state governor that has not succumbed to the mask mandates, that has not succumbed to closing down their state, to vax mandates or a vaccine passport to go into a business or a restaurant. They despise them, yet where do they all venture to come for vacation? He could have gone to California. That's a blue state. Loads of libs. The whole state is loaded with them. No, he chose Florida. So the hypocrisy, where they have the gall to bitch and moment, oh, Florida doesn't take it seriously. Well, I'd say then clearly, you also don't take it seriously, Alan, because you got on a plane, car, in a car, boat, bus, train, whatever. You could have hitchhiked, for all I know. Maybe you bike down to Florida. I have no clue. But whatever method of transportation you used, you too are hypocritical because you knowingly came to a state that has no mask mandates, where restaurants and businesses have been open, that is a free state. So for you to say that Florida doesn't take the virus seriously, you should really shut the fuck up. You should really look in the mirror. And by the way, did you ever criticize Kim Jong Cuomo, when he killed 15,000 nursing home residents? Our Governor Ron DeSantis didn't do that. In fact, he made sure that our very vulnerable senior citizens in nursing homes were protected. Who were the first to get the vaccines? The senior citizens and nursing home residents. Cuomo allowed 15,000 infected Wuhan virus patients to go back into the system. More than that, 15,000 seniors died in nursing homes. We didn't have that problem in Florida. Our seniors were kept safe by our governor. So if you don't think that the state or Governor DeSantis didn't take the Wuhan virus seriously, you are delusional. You are really proving your own hypocrisy by coming down here. You want to insert that little jab into your column, yet you want to enjoy all the freedoms that Florida has. You're enjoying walking around without a mask. You're enjoying being able to dine at restaurants, not to have to show a vaccine passport, while Buffalo is out to get locked down, most likely, like New York. Yet, you have the unmitigated gall to criticize Florida? Then get the hell out. Don't come here in the first place. We don't need you. We don't want you. And by the way, if you're thinking of coming to Florida, if you are a liberal, a Democrat, a socialist, that is fed up with the high taxes in New York State, or the weather, or the political situation, please, don't come to Florida. Don't bring your lame-ass politics and your liberal crap to Florida. We're a great state. By the way, I'm pleased to say that most, the overwhelming majority of new Floridians, they are Republican conservatives or Democrats that are fed up with being a Democrat and have now switched parties. Florida is now a solidly red state. Democrats are persona non grata in this state. So do any politician or any Dem socialist lib that says, I'm gonna to come to Florida to vacation and then shit on Florida or shit on our governor and have the unmitigated gall to say that we don't take the virus seriously, While you are enjoying the freedoms that Florida is providing you, get out. Don't come in the first place. Go back home to where you came. Go back to your shithole liberal cities. Go back to your shithole liberal weather. Go back to your liberal shithole state high taxes and leave Floridians who believe in freedom, who believe that people should be entitled to make a living, that students should be able to attend school without being in a stupid plexiglass cubicle or without a stupid mask, leave us the hell alone. Go back from where you came. Bye-bye. Get the hell out. As always, make sure you follow us on social media. Now, big announcement. Big announcement. We are now on Getter. We are now on Getter, and I'm going to use the main account. We're going to have Bold Alpha, too, but I've got at Cigar Dave. Now, Twitter is at Cigar Dave Show. And Sergeant Steve, let's do this. From now on, when we post anything, we'll post simultaneously Cigar Dave and Bold Alpha on uh, on all the accounts. But for now, best place to follow me is Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. But I'm going to post everything on Getter because we have now seen that Twitter is conducting tremendously dangerous speech abridging maneuvers. They are de-platforming those people that don't meet their narrative. So we are now on Getter. That's G-E-T-T-R, if you have not ever heard of it. It is a Twitter alternative where political speech is not suppressed. That's Getter, G-E-T-T-R, and sign up online, download the app, G-E-T-T-R, at Cigar Dave. That is our handle at Getter, Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. Do yourself a favor. Please go to Getter because we're going to start transitioning over to there uh, assuredly over the next number of months. And we want to make sure those of you that follow me on Twitter, follow me on Getter at Cigar Dave. All right, Cigar Dave, Alpha Dave, your global five-star general alpha male-in-chief, reminding you, do not let the enemies of freedom ever censor our speech or attack us. Be proud to be an alpha male, never apologize, and as always, live it up.